podcast. I'm Shelly. I'm Paris. I'm Maya. And I'm Avery. We are back with you. Very excited to be back with you. And so we're going to just go ahead and get started. And we have our opening statement for today. We do. Um, Our opening statement today is by Booker T. Washington. And it goes, success is to be measured not so much by the position that one has reached in life as by the obstacles which he has overcome while trying to succeed. Booker T. Washington. Okay, so moving on to our courtroom topics. Have y'all heard about 45 talking noise about the city of Baltimore? Yes, it's... I just thought about hairspray. (laughs) Good morning, Baltimore. (laughs) What? Don't worry about it. (laughs) We just had a little nerd. It's a it's a a Broadway detour. Don't mind us. Don't don't mind it. Hairspray. (laughs) Hairspray was said in Baltimore. I don't like y'all's blank faces. Okay, I'm not here for the blank faces. You know what, Shelly? I I get it. I get it. So unbothered. Like. Hairspray is a great it, it really is. is great. It, it really, really is. But it's set in Baltimore. One of the first songs is Good Morning Baltimore. And the girl's literally just walking through the streets of Baltimore saying good morning to different things going on. Oh, great. To different things going on in Baltimore. So, yeah, honestly, I, I'm really not that far from Avery. When I hear Baltimore in my head, it sings Good Morning Baltimore, whether or not I, I say it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, who has the, um, the, the tweets that he, Par- Paris, you have it, right? Yes, ma'am. Okay, so 45 said, and I quote, Representative Elijah Cummings has been a brutal bully shouting and screaming at the great men and women of Border Patrol about conditions at the southern border, when actually his Baltimore district is far worse and more dangerous. His district is considered the worst in the USA. As proven last week during a congressional tour, the border is very clean, efficient, and well-run, just very crowded. Cummings District is a disgusting, rat- and rodent-infested mess. If he spent more time in Baltimore, maybe he could help clean up this very dangerous and filthy place. Why is so much money sent to the Elijah Cummings District when it is considered the worst-run and most dangerous anywhere in the United States. No human being would want to live there. Where is all this money going? How much is stolen? Investigate this corrupt mess immediately. So, of course, Elijah Cummings clapped right on back (laughs) and said, (laughs) Mr. President, I go home to my district daily. Each morning I wake up and go and fight for my neighbors. It is my constitutional duty to, to conduct oversight of this executive branch. But... It is my moral duty to fight for my constituents. Elijah, they don't come for him. Don't you ever come for him, especially you. He's the absolute worst. But the mayor, so basically the <laughs> entire city of Baltimore was like, so what? Mm-hmm. What'd you say? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so the mayor put out a statement and said, it is completely unacceptable for the political leader of our country to denigrate a vibrant American city like Baltimore and to viciously attack U.S. Representative Elijah Cummings, a patriot and a hero. Mr. Trump's rhetoric is hurtful and dangerous to the people he's sworn to represent. As the mayor of Baltimore, I won't stand for anyone, not even the alleged leader of the free world, attacking our great city or our representative to Congress. Mr. Trump, 
You are a disappointment to the people of Baltimore, our country, and to the world. Tell them. Bloop. The CNN commentator, Victor Blackwell, oh, he, was he happens, yeah, he happens to be from Baltimore and he got really emotional on CNN talking about it, which is, I mean, rightfully so. You have the, well, aside from that, the president takes opportunities like this that he believes can deflect from the real issues that we have going mm-hmm. on at the border. Like, we're all t- now we're all talking about Baltimore and nobody is thinking about like the continued um work on the southern border exactly mm-hmm. and the, the cages. Hein- yeah the heinous crimes that are be- being committed against humanity essentially you know with babies being locked up in cages which is horrible and disgusting but of course he wants to talk about um what's going on in Baltimore but that's also a, a result of neglected um, neighborhoods with people of color from prominently uh-huh. presiding in them. So right. it's I'm sure if Mr. Cummings or other leaders in the Baltimore area had more funding and more support from um, the different levels of government, it wouldn't be crime infested. It wouldn't be infested like he likes to use in reference to <laughs> black and brown communities in general. So, Well, they had um, the Maryland governor um, Larry Hogan, which is a Republican, condemned the president on his recent attacks on Baltimore, calling the commander-in-chief uh, insults outrageous and inappropriate, um, which I'm happy that someone of his own party is finally, you know, publicly condemning him because he's just been getting away with too much but also, like you said, it's usually a distraction from other things. And so when I was looking up, trying to figure out, like, why did he just come out and say this? Apparently, Elijah Cummings um, Oversight Committee approved subpoenas for the White House communications for senior, chairman, right? ad- yeah, for the senior advisors, um, Ivanka Trump, Jared Kushner, and for Steve Bannon. So. so it's what it always is. Something happened that he doesn't like. Mm-hmm. And so <laughs> he's going to start ranting and raving on the Internet because that's what adults do. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's its plan, though, because usually when when the spotlight is on him in a true negative spotlight, he tries to find a way to shimmy out of it. And so he tries to turn it around. But I think the issue here is you came after Elijah Cummings, right? And so he's someone that is very prominent to everybody. You even have Republicans who do respect him. And so I feel like in this instance, it's going to give you backlash, not only because of the person that he did it to, but also the information that people go and then start digging, right? And so I also read in another article about how you're talking talking down on Baltimore. Meanwhile, your son-in-law owns plenty of property in Baltimore. As recent as 2017, the city of Baltimore had to turn around and cite him um, and threaten him with fines because his buildings weren't up to code. And these building, these code violations included rat infestations and rodent infestations. And so for you to be sitting here and talking about what Baltimore is or what Baltimore looks like, your son-in-law is out here doing the same things that you're sitting here talking about. 
all the way down to the fact that there is a currently a class action suit against him um, with over 30,000 tenants. 30,000 tenants. 30,000. <laughs> there is at least 30,000 people who are pissed off at your son-in-law. Because of how he keeps their 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 living arrangements. How right. many buildings does he have? Thirty thousand. Um, that's a lot of people. He has like over dozens. Yeah, that's, that's a lot. So, they're like so apartment buildings. Everybody in every building is pissed. Yep. Okay. Well, yeah. you know. Yep. Living li living life like your father-in-law. Both mm -hmm. of y'all are slumlords. My, my my issue that I take with this is, I find it highly disrespectful that as the mm, as the leader of quote-unquote leader. America. Right. That hurt you to say that. It huh? really does. Uh, it, yeah. it really did hurt me to say that. But as the leader, it's like you are steadily attacking, you know, like our other other state local representatives. Yeah. Like, aren't you supposed to be like the leader of like, unity, you know, or embodiment? Like, we're all American. We're He's all supposed, supposed to, be to be in this together. But yet you are steadily attacking minorities, you know, and mm -hmm. to me, like, I don't ever see him going after, like, like other white. Right. You know I was just about to say like, that. You direct all that energy to either women or people of color. You but know that's what his I mean? plan, Maya. That's I his just, plan. I find fault that, though. Like, and then on top of that, like, okay, well, you lead America. Like, you don't just lead this one city or this one's town. So guess what? Baltimore falls under your jurisdiction. If you feel like Baltimore's so bad, what are you doing to go into Baltimore and fix the problem, Mr. Leader? No. Oh, well, yeah, because in 2015, when we had a good old black president, <laughs> mm. Mm. He had mm. he had a lot to say about Baltimore then, but at that point it was the president's fault. So our great African American president hasn't exactly had a positive impact on the thugs who are happily and openly destroying Baltimore. So at that point, 2015, it was the president's fault about the state of Baltimore. But suddenly, you're the alleged president. It ain't your fault. And it's someone else's fault. Mm -hmm. Meanwhile, you're talking about being poor and rat infested and all this other crap, but the top 10 poorest counties in America are all located in Trump voting red states. You ain't call out mm. any of them. Not a one. Mm. Say it. All 10 mm -hmm. of them. Louisiana, New Mexico, Arkansas, West Virginia, South Carolina, Alabama, Mississippi, Kentucky. All of them. Red Every state. state that houses one of the poorest counties, parishes, because Louisiana's in there, in the country are all red voting Trump states. Where's your outrage, Mr. President? <laughs> It's not for them. Where are your tweets? Why, why aren't you tweeting Bill Cassidy and John Kennedy? Why not? <laughs> <laughs> what, what's the problem? Good Lord. It's not for them. And, you know, as pissed off as I can get from it, I know it's his plan. I mean, it's, it's, it's worked for him the last election. In all honesty, we're sitting here with damn near 30 presidential candidates or hopeful that's ridiculous i mean in all honesty like we see 20 of them needs dropped out no, that bruh, is ridiculous about 20 like seriously no like literally about 20 people need to drop out of the mm -hmm. democratic race truly no, no exaggeration 20 of you need to go like yesterday give us the top four and we'll pick from them there's too many of y'all this mm -hmm. is a, this is ridiculous it's insane wednesday. the debates are annoying absolutely <laughs> we'll, still be watching, we'll still be watching on wednesday and thursday but the debates are annoying let's see how many 
How many are a part of this? It's debate? twenty, isn't it? I think one, it's gonna be twenty. It is twenty until 20. people start dropping yep. out. It's twenty. It's just ten night one, ten night two. It's gonna they're gonna be screaming, fighting for for a time, fighting for attention, fighting for questions, and we talking over each other, doing all this foolishness that nobody liked the first time, but we could do it all over again till y'all start dropping out. The 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 entire object of the game is getting the crazy orange man out of the White House. That's it. That's the whole object of the game. And so I really don't care. I mean, I care who who is the Democratic nominee, but not enough not to vote for him regardless. <laughs> I would like it to be a candidate that I like and agree with. That would be great. Mm-hmm. But I can assure you, whoever it is, I will be voting for them. It's the exact same thing I get to do in Louisiana in October. Whoever is running for Democratic for the Democratic spot, which is John Bill Edwards, and y'all already know, mm, he still gets to vote. Because the Republicans are crazy, and we're not doing this. It's just, it's really simple, y'all. It, y'all make it way harder than it has to be. Wanting to vote people that you love. You don't have to love your politicians. You don't. Mm-mm. But you can keep the damn crazy ones out of office. That would help. You'd be a whole lot closer to love. Ones. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I, I don't know what made, well, okay, let me say this. I think I do know what made, especially my generation, feel like we need to love our politicians. The first time I voted for president, it was for Barack Obama, the very first time. So at that point, it was easy to be in love with the person you were voting for. You felt it. You were excited. You wanted to do this. And I get it. But just because you don't feel that same Barack Obama love for whoever the hell is running next does not mean you don't take your tail to the polls. That's not how this works. It really isn't. You go and vote for whoever's going to do the best. That's it. You don't have to love everything they do. You don't have to agree with everything they do. I don't agree with everything my best friends do. You have to agree with everything they do. But you can damn sure see that the other guy is batshit crazy Mm -hmm. and needs to be nowhere near office. So let that be your motivating factor. And that's that on that. Look, she had to get off her chest, I, y'all. Because I'm sick of this. This was dumb. <laughs> that was a read he right there. He never should have been in office. It had everybody that voted for Jill Stein, voted, that wrote in Bernie Sanders, that just didn't go to the polls. If they would have just stayed the line and voted, we could have kept this crazy man out of office. But no. And the lines weren't long this time. <laughs> but no. No, I watched straight up the polls. <laughs> y'all were your feelings because Bernie didn't make it. And boo, boo, I don't care. I don't care. I was in my feelings, but I sure voted for him. And that's what you do. <laughs> it's fine to be in your feelings as long as you still go press the button. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, your feelings is fine. That's fine. Feel how you want to feel. Just press the button while you have these feelings. Because, yeah. y'all, it, it, it's going to be worse. At this point, right. he has to pretend like he gives a damn. At least pretend sometimes. Mm-hmm. Sometimes he has to pretend like he gives a damn. If he wins re-election, all bets are off yeah he's not <laughs> he's not fighting for your affection no more when this man pretend like he pretend like he cares oh i mean why y'all think he's trying to get asap rocky out of sweden and he that's wants to pretend that's like that's he cares all. but we don't care no 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 Oh, we're going to, you know, we're going to invite Kim Kardashian to the White House and talk about prison reform and letting people out of Who jail. Who cares about that? <laughs> right. <laughs> I Kim care about prison reform. Prison I care about people getting like, out of jail. But, but I don't believe you, you care about, about it. Do about right. it? Uh, 
I mean, I can I can give Kim a little props on some some things that she's done, but to believe that Trump actually cares about that, I don't. I don't believe it. I, I can't. Nobody in the right mind would. So, um, Kamala Harris. Did I say that right? Kamala. Kamala. Kamala Harris. <laughs> and well, Kamala Harris just put hers out uh, last week, but Elizabeth Warren also have plans for HBCUs, and actually, they're they're very similar, actually. They are kind of so, similar-ish, yeah. Kamala Harris wants to earmark $60 billion to go to HBCUs. Um, she wants $10, 10 billion to go to infrastructure as far as classrooms and labs and things Grant like that. Funding, yeah. And then she wants $50 billion to go to competitive fund that basically goes for STEM scholarships. Um Alternatively, Elizabeth Warren wants to give $50 billion to um, HBCUs. And basically, instead of breaking it up and earmarking it for different things, Elizabeth wants to give $50 billion and basically spend it on what you need. Um, just me being me, <laughs> I like the Warren plan a little better just because it's spending on what you need. And I feel like the people on the ground at HBCUs have a better handle on what they actually need. Um, mm-hmm. that I mean, but that's really the only difference. Other than she, that, I'm I'm good with both of them. I like the the, em- the emphasis on HBCUs; they're important. I'm mm-hmm. glad that some national politicians are realizing that they're important and including them in the plans that they're setting forth. I mean, I'm I'm liking what I'm hearing. For Warren, also, yeah. fifty billion dollars is the minimum she put in there that, that whoever she appoints as Secretary of Education will have the authority to actually add to that. Right. And, so it has um, potentially even be more than what uh, yeah. Kamala Harris is earmarking. Mm-hmm. And Warren also had like a more in-depth breakdown of how the um, loan forgiveness it would be paid for um, through taxes. Oh, yeah, and, yeah, that part. Um, I think she said a 2% tax on Mm-hmm. She did like that. She broke it down to like the math and everything. It's a small 2% tax on fortunes over $50 million. Mm-hmm. So she said it's just going to affect about the 75,000 wealthiest families in America. I'm glad, like Shelly said, that, you know, that we on the national platform, on the presidential, you know, debate floor, that HBCUs are exactly. getting recognition. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I do appreciate that. Shout I, out to the I Beehive. Really do. Right, right. No. Look at Shelly's face. Because HBCUs didn't exist before. Because HBCUs didn't exist before Beyonce talked about them. <laughs> but I digress. <laughs> but um, another thing I like about Warren, too, is her plans with the loan forgiveness mm-hmm. of being able to cancel up to $50,000 of student loan debt for borrowers who make less than $100,000 a year. Um, she also wants to put in place bans. Um, one ban is uh, for public colleges to ban them from considering citizenship status or criminal history while making their decisions on admissions. I think that's a pretty good idea. And mm-hmm. I also think um, another good idea is her ban on for-profit colleges receiving any federal money. Um, she went more into depth depth about that. But I really, really think the first ban that I talked about is is 
is really really critical because you do have some people who can't pursue um, their dreams of careers and hopes because of whatever citizenship status that they have or especially their criminal record. I think that's unfair. The same way I feel about your criminal record being a reason why you can't vote, I don't think that that's a fair situation. So I like those, those add-ons to um, her public bill. schools for her. You know what I didn't like? What's up? And this is kind of, I mean, it's still on topic, off topic. I didn't like how when Senator Harris came out with her proposal, I was like, you know, reading the comments and stuff. And, you know, you saw a lot of, oh, she's going to do anything just to get the black vote. She's going to do anything to get the black vote. But when Warren came out with hers, it was like, oh, yeah, Warren, this is awesome. This is this. So I was like. Well, what's the difference in the treatment of the of the people? You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Like, why is Senator Harris kind of getting like the cold shoulder from her plan? You uh-huh. know, but you know, Senator Warren is like, oh yeah, we all behind Warren. I mean, is it is it literally just maybe like the differences in the plan, or is it maybe just favoring one candidate over the other? Like, I just don't know why we're I- giving Senator Harris the cold shoulder. I, I um I would have an answer to that. Well, I don't have an answer because I don't know why anybody else would, would do that. I don't know if it's the cold shoulder, but I think there's a level of trust for Warren because she's been, you know, actively um, pursuing these types of bills and plans over a career spanning several, several, several years, like several decades. Mm-hmm. And Kamala Harris, she's very new. Um, her history is basically essentially being a prosecutor. So there's a level of trust that the black, a lot of people in the black community may not have for her because, um, I mean, in the past, she's never really been like a super advocate for like minorities and, um, on a level that's outside of the, um, criminal umbrella. So all of these things are new for her. So it's kind of like, everybody's like, oh, is she serious? Is, you know, is this real? Like, you know, is she's trying mm-hmm. to just get us to vote for her? Or, mm-hmm. you know, is this her real thing? Because all of these things are just coming up. So, you know. So. Right. But, I mean, this is the first time she's actually run to be, you know, a presidential candidate, and so has Warren. But Warren has more of a track record as far as Congress. Right. right. I absolutely agree with you, Paris. Cause I, I was, agree. My, my answer was going to be basically, like, a timing situation. And uh-huh. with the same analysis as Paris just gave you, you know, a, a Kamala is just, it seems like anyway, that she's just now coming out and putting this stuff out there. Well, you know, comparing to Elizabeth, Elizabeth's been, been fighting for these same, um, these same bases for a while. So, and yeah. also, um, with Senator Harris, um, there's a lot of huge things that she's planning on doing, like hundred billion dollars for houses, like you know, households for black the black mm-hmm. community, sixty billion dollars for education, legalized marijuana federally, like it's it's over the top. So it's like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. sis, sis, what we gonna really get done? Like, <laughs> you know, I mean, so in all honesty, just, yeah, that's that true. I mean, because <laughs> when you start looking at her the her numbers. ideas and her mm-hmm. numbers. Are they really that realistic? Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. And it and yeah. and it starts making you think. Like like Perry said, I mean, it sounds good, 
but how far do you think we're really going to be able to get with her plans and her ideas? That's, that's and who's it. paying for all this? True. <laughs> I mean, and then, and then true, because, and even with you bringing that up, you know, there are, there's articles out there when you ask how you're going to pay for this. Elizabeth has been able to articulate where right. she's going to put those taxes, how much those taxes, or at least about how much those taxes will give and how she's going to basically divvy out the, the tax money and where she's going to put it compared to someone who has plans. Those plans sound good, but, or at least I, it, and it might be an article out there, but at least I have not found or came across an article yet that breaks down Senator Harris's, um, her plans and how she's going to get the money and how, okay. So once, once we get this tax, this much is going to this and this much is going to that. I haven't seen one that breaks that down yet. So mm -hmm. I think that's another issue too that people may have because that information needs to be readily found. Like I need to be able to Google, you know, HBCU plan and find some type of article or even on her website of how it breaks down. So I think that's one of, you know, the bigger issues with her. And yeah, she is new. And sometimes new don't always work. And sometimes it does work. We just, she's just mm -hmm. going to have to find her way. I think, I think, and I think there's a lot of voters who are excited about voting for her. Cause yeah. I mean, every time you turn on the damn breakfast club, that's all they talking about. So <laughs> the no, breakfast the club with listener, her right now. Yeah. It really is. Yeah. Yeah. Like is. after it she really came for is. Joe, yeah. She's, yeah, had, yeah. she's had the hype. She serves she's the actually right under there. Joe. Yeah. So, have y'all heard about ASAP Rocky and this foolishness going on this week? Yawn. Yes, Yawn. Yawn. <laughs> I, we weren't going to talk about it because we don't <laughs> care. But it's been going on for so long. It catches so much press that I figured we should at least touch on it. Even though mm -hmm. I already know where. Well, I know I know for damn sure where I fall. <laughs> mm -hmm. And I think I know where, where y'all fall-ish. Y'all mm -hmm. probably don't fall quite as hard where I do. And you well, know who else Paris falls with does, us? But. <laughs> you know you know who else is probably falling with us, though? Who? The Prime Minister of Sweden. Oh, he said he ain't okay. doing nothing. Okay. <laughs> okay. okay. So do y'all know as what happened? Does everybody know what happened? Allegedly? I saw. Mm -hmm. So it was a fight. It was him and a bodyguard and some of his entourage that were walking around in, in Sweden and um, in Stockholm. And... Some guys were following them, apparently, and bothering them. They kept trying to defuse the situation, kept trying to walk away, all this. And eventually, a fight happened. And so, his whole camp is saying that it was self-defense. And from what it kind of looks like and sounds like, it should be self-defense. That is what mm -hmm. it sounds like. But, however the laws work in Sweden, they feel mm -hmm. differently. And so, he's been in jail since June 30th, I guess, because it happened on June 30th. He was formally indicted, well... It'd be called indicting here. I'm really not sure what it's called over there, but this article says he was charged with assault causing uh, causing actual bodily harm, and so he's facing trial in Stockholm, Sweden. And so it's been this big push with some of our community with all this support and trying to get him out of Sweden and out of jail. The hashtag free Rocky, hashtag justice for Rocky, and Shelly's hashtag not here for it. <laughs> <laughs> I just I can't work up a care for ASAP Rocky in all my being I just cannot 
And I have a good reason why I can't work up a care for all of ASAP Rocky in my being. And it's because ASAP Rocky has almost explicitly told my black ass that he don't give a damn about me. Mm-hmm. So I don't know why. Yeah, I, knew. Knew. <laughs> I can't I mean, for the life of me figure I mean, there's out receipts. why care that you're in jail in, in Sweden. <laughs> so, there are receipts. There, there are receipts. So back in 2015, 2015 was a good year for people talking stupid stuff. <laughs> So back in 2015, he did an interview with Time Out New York, um, and they were asking him about the things that were happening at the time, which at this this particular one, they were asking him about Ferguson, and which would be the Mike Brown incident and all of that, the murder of Mike Brown. And he said, I don't want to talk about no effing Ferguson and shit like that because I don't live over there. I live in effing Soho and Beverly Hills. I can't relate. So I'm trying real hard to figure out why well, I'm supposed to worry about what's going on in Sweden. Because I don't live in Sweden. I, I live I in Zachary, Louisiana. Well, I can't relate. It's above me now. Isn't it? Isn't <laughs> it? Black Twitter collectively said, it's, it's above, above me, me now. now. Black Twitter yeah. does not care, y'all. The tweets. So... <laughs> <laughs> Damn, this the same ASAP Rocky that said police brutality ain't have shit to do with him because he couldn't relate? Cool. The, the, the very same. One of the same. I just, I, I don't know what I'm supposed to feel for ASAP Rocky. I don't know why I'm supposed to be petitioning Sweden. I don't know mm-hmm. why y'all want me to say that I'm never going to Sweden. I don't foresee me going to Sweden. But it's <laughs> not that I'm making some big stance on ASAP Rocky's behalf that I'm not going to Sweden. If I want to go, I'll go. I don't see me going, but I mean, hey, if I want to go to Stockholm, I'll go. <laughs> I just, mm-hmm. I, for the life of me, I can't figure out why I'm supposed to care. He even, he said, they're not forcing me to do shit. I'm just going to stay black and die. Why? Because I'm black. So every time something happens because I'm black, I got to stand up. What the F am I? Al Sharpton now? I'm ASAP Rocky. I didn't sign up to be no political activist. I want to talk about my mother effing lean. My best friend dying, the girls that come in and out of my life, the jiggy fashion that I wear, my new inspirations in drugs, I guess. I don't want to. Oh, uh, yeah. So that was the beginning of the statement I read the end of before. But I mean, Mm -hmm. you come in that hard, sir. He came real hard against his own people. Continue to not be a political activist. You do you, sir, and I'll do me. I just I have. I mean, I hope for the best. But uh... yeah, that's the same with me. Like, I, I honestly hope that. Um, he's able to get out and, yeah. like, come home and there's justice is served. Because it does but... sound like a raw deal. I just don't care yeah. personally. Yeah, it's not. I'm not signing no position <laughs> and I'm not putting on my protest shoes. I'm not doing any of those things. I so. wish I would go protest with somebody yeah. that feels like this about the, the, the struggle <laughs> at large. I wish I would. Uh-uh. Yeah. Mm-mm. And so this has been, like, a little ongoing debate in, in black America about whether or not we as a whole should be, I guess, caping for ASAP Rocky. Because, um, so y'all know Crystal from The Read, she, I think she tweeted something basically yeah. saying what we're saying. Like, mm-hmm. well, sir, uh-huh. that, that's you and your problems. I mean, hashtag Black Lives Matter, don't they? Just figured it out. Just <laughs> <laughs> yeah, figured it out. <laughs> mm-hmm. And Joe Budden spazzed yeah. on her. Like, spazzed, y'all. Yeah, oh, what did he say? Because he didn't, he didn't like, basically he was like, I mean, yeah, he said that stuff, but why does that mean that we, we shouldn't support him? Because he doesn't support you. 
it's a real easy answer. Like, it's 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 easy. It's right there. Simple as that, Avery. Yeah. Simple as that, Avery. Like so. Next question, Joe. What's the next question? Because that question's done. Because I promise you, Joe, if this was a situation you were going through in the United States, and somebody reached out to ASAP Rocky and said, "Hey, we Mm. need to go and help Joe Budden." It's above me. It's ASAP already told y'all. ASAP would tell you he lived in Shoho and Beverly Hills. I can't relate. And he can't, can't relate. relate. And he doesn't care. And that's just what that is. I wanted to read to you guys. So apparently with, I guess, Trump trying to use his presidency to, I guess, help the situation. I don't know. It didn't work. The former <laughs> prime minister of Sweden tweeted, the rule of the law applies to everyone equally and is exercised by an independent judiciary. Sweet. That's the way it is in the U.S., that's certainly the way it is in Sweden. Political interference in the process is distinctively off limits. Mm. It's funny clear. It's supposed to and be that's true. illegal. Like <laughs> you can't do that. Like but you can't if it do ap- that. If it applies equally, why isn't the other dude in jail? The guy yeah, exactly, exactly. Why isn't he in jail He's if it applies equally? That's why I said it's an unjust situation because no, the, the it's, it's, it's definitely off. And, right. And there was another rapper, I don't know if it was G-Eazy or one of those other white rappers, the similar situation happened to him and he went to jail and he got out like the next day and mm-hmm. he was like, you know, this isn't oh, it fair, was mm-hmm. and this mm-hmm. isn't fair, this happened to me, I, I was let out and he was like, it's clear that there's a racial, you know, some type of racial undertone to this ASAP situation, mm-hmm. but I mean... And I'm not even saying that there's not, I'm just saying that it's above me. Deal with whatever you gotta do. Well, no, I really really think the situation is messed up. However, Mm -hmm. because of the way that he came off on his own people when when a situation came about, when a a same type or like type situation came about, asking for you to at least help, wear a t shirt, put something on on social media, something. Mm -hmm. He was just like, nah, fam, I'm good. He, mm-hmm. He's worried about what what young ladies he's messing with and what new drugs mm-hmm. he's doing. Because that's more young important. ladies is a nice way to put it. That is I mean, a nice way. I try. He doesn't try, but I try. <laughs> no, I, I do get it. When he had the mm-hmm. opportunity to make a stand mm-hmm. and you know stand you know for his people, you it's like F the you, people. right. You you know you didn't have our back, but now that you're going through something. We supposed to ride for you? Yeah, it's like the whole thing. When they mm. came from my neighbor, I didn't say anything. But when they came from me, there was no one there to say anything. Right. Look, ASAP, life came at you quick, boo. I hope mm-hmm. it works out for you over there in Sweden. I really do hope it works out. Because no, it I really is like do. I, I really do. It sounds really like do. it's a mm-hmm. checked up yeah. situation. It really does. But I'm not signing a petition. I'm not boycotting <laughs> Sweden. Nah. I'm not doing none of that. None of that. But consider this your introduction into All Lives Matter. ASAP. That's it. That's what this is. This is your formal introduction into what it feels like when all lives matter. Welcome, boo. Well, Mm. Kim Kardashian West has rallied behind the rapper and backed Mm -hmm. a free Rocky campaign. See, Kim got you. Kim got you. It's above us, but Kim got you. And that's what matters. Kim got him, but the the prairie warriors, they don't. Mm. Why aren't we plugging for the, the I don't know, the other guy, the guy that they got into. Why aren't we saying arrest him, put him behind bars? Are we just completely just removing our hands of this situation and watching it unfold? Oh, no, okay. I'd be cool for them to put him behind bars, but that's not for me to talk about. Okay. I, okay. I don't live in Sweden. 
I can't relate. Oh no, I don't. I don't care about that either. Okay. Yeah, I, I can't relate. <laughs> I can't relate. I don't live with him. I just. I'm not doing this with him. You don't get. Cause I mean, it's the same. It's the same thing that OJ did. OJ wasn't black until he was. Right. I'm not yeah. here for it. If you're not black you all pick. the time like me, you can't pick. You, you don't get to be black when, you, when it's a struggle. That's not how this mm. works. Struggle. Mm-hmm. That's not how this mm-hmm. works. If you're not black when the rest of us are, don't mm-hmm. be black when they come looking for you. Mm-hmm. When you're black, <laughs> you cannot be conveniently black. Stop that. Mm-mm. That's not how it works. Conveniently black. I yeah. like that. I mean, just black. like you know, Kim Kardashian West's husband said, "You still a nigga in a coop." Well, that was our last courtroom topic. So we can okay, move right into our kitchen, kitchen table topics. So have y'all heard about this new Harry Tubman movement? Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 I did. I saw it too. I'm so excited. First of all, I'm obsessed with Cynthia Erivo. Was she the one who played um, in the Color Purple Broadway yes, show? She was silly. Yes. Oh, no. Really? Y'all gotta yeah. See, see, not, now you kind of like it on our Broadway yeah. stuff, huh? Yeah, I love see? these. I love see? these Broadway things. If you look, if you go, on, um, on if you go on culture YouTube, me, culture me. <laughs> go, go on YouTube, bruh. Go on YouTube okay. and find. She performed at the Tony Awards one year. Y'all, she's great. when I say she's absolutely wonderful. Her voice is awesome. Yes, she's a great actress. I like. And see, when me, I, I was watching the lead, I was so excited. Yep, I was watching the uh, commercial. I was like. Oh, Janelle Monet is beautiful. She really I, I didn't is, know she really is. is. She really is. I didn't know. I didn't know the lead actress. I was mm-hmm. now I'm ashamed. So it's uh, also I'll Janelle Monet and Leslie Odom Jr. all in this movie. It comes out Amazing. in November of this year, which I didn't realize was coming out this year. Because I mean, they give us trailers, and it's like coming fall of 2025. You'd be like, like what? Why are you telling me today? <laughs> I don't care today. Mm-hmm. But I was excited when I saw this really coming out in November. So it's not even that long of a wait. We'll have it real it's soon. And it's really just, it's, it's documenting her life. So, I mean, I think it's hopefully needed. it's really well done. I'm here for it. Mm-hmm. Yep. I'm very excited. I think movies like this are needed so people can understand real history and not the BS that they put in your history books. Well, and hopefully, yeah. when you talk about how you hope it's a good movie, I'm hoping that it's a raw good movie. Like a truthful, mm-hmm. right. raw, like in-your-face good movie. Yeah. 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 That's what I'm hoping it's not watered down with no BS. You need to show what really was going on and show these people. Not that we know firsthand, but you know. <laughs> not that we know firsthand, but I think, you know, Growing up in a in a in a black family, you are taught mm-hmm. more in depth of what goes mm-hmm. on even at home than you do yeah, in school. school. Well, yeah, sitting in your us, social studies classes, us, yeah. Sure. And so I do have for hope us. though because the director is Casey Lemons and she's black too. She directed East Bayou, so I, I feel Ooh, I, like I always, Bayou. I always yeah. feel better when we're in control of our own stories. It makes yes. I I feel like we're gonna have a better, more accurate account of what actually happened yep. and not this mm-hmm. whitewash version they like to give us. So, being that there's a very black cast, which obviously I guess you need one for a slave movie in America. <laughs> yeah. But it's a very mm-hmm. black cast. It's a black director. I just feel like we're firing all cylinders and this is going to be good. I'm excited. I'm excited too. Yep. Ditto. Yeah. I'm so excited. absolutely excited. Okay. So, on to a very much so less exciting topic. 
Did y'all see that they have to make the Emmett Till Memorial sign bulletproof? Girl. Ooh, no, I did Ew. not see that. Okay, so wait, we're going we're gonna to go oh over Oh, my all God. This. So, the historical marker marking Mm-mm. the spot where his body was actually pulled from the river. So apparently there's several markers in different places around this Mississippi town where all this happened. There's several markers that that are memorializing Emmett Till. But right. the actual sign where his body was pulled from the river is apparently the most secluded one of all the signs. And they've been having real problems with people vandalizing the sign. People have, I mean, uh, so the sign's been up since 2007. Since then, they've put up several signs because the signs have been stolen, thrown in the river, replaced, shot, replaced again, shot again, defaced with acid, and have had KKK spray painted on them. What in the entire... Don't say it. What is wrong, y'all? I'm sorry. Okay. So... Um, this, was it this weekend? This weekend, yes, because it would have actually, so I read somewhere else, it would have been the, his 78th birthday had he not died when this photo hit basically the internet. So there's a picture of three old Miss students and fraternity brothers. They're members of the Kappa Alpha fraternity, which I'll tell you about them a little more later. But it's three... Fraternity brothers that are standing by the sign, the, the sign that continues to be vandalized by the Tallahatchie River. They're holding guns, all three of them. And the sign has bullet holes in them, but it in it. But like I just said, people shoot it up all the time. So they're not actually sure if these three shot boys were the ones that mm-hmm. they, they actually shot at it or they're just taking pictures by the sign. So th- so there were three guys, but they only actually identified two of them. One of them hasn't been ID'd yet, and I'm really not sure why, but one hasn't been ID'd. But one's name is John Lowe, and the other's name is Benjamin LeClaire. Guess where Benjamin's from? Baton Rouge. Alabama. Of course. No. Baton Rouge. Oh, Benjamin's from Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Benjamin went to spot. Episcopal High School, which is one of, it's a private school um, over close to Sherwood Forest. Uh, Benjamin graduated from Episcopal at twenty in 2017. Oh, my God. So he was raised this way. Of course uh, he was. So, and Benjamin's the one that posted the picture. I'm just trying to understand. Oh, the guy who posted the picture is from Baton Rouge? Mm-hmm. He's so in I'm- it, and he posted the picture. I love blatant, so, like I love when people are openly, like blatantly racist. We love to know who you are, guys. But I just mm-hmm. don't understand. Let us know. Like, why did you think it was okay to take a picture with your guns by his memorial, especially the spot where he was pulled, where his dead body was pulled out of the river? So Ole Miss put out a statement. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, Miss did put out a statement, but I'm looking at the wrong article. This Episcopal statement, which I'll read y'all too. Episcopal said, Ben LeClaire, I think it's LeClaire, it's L-E capital C-L-E-R-E. I think it's LeClaire, LeClaire, LeClaire. Whatever. Uh, graduate from Episcopal School of Baton Rouge in the class of 2017. The photograph in the ProPublica article is disturbing to the leadership of, of Episcopal and does not reflect in any way the values for which the school stands. No, that's all Christian values. <laughs> right. That's all. That's right. All. Just the idea that um, the hate is so deeply rooted and yeah. like perpetuated is just outright disgusting. Like, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? This is a dead man. As if the drowning wasn't enough. The not beating even a man. wasn't He's a enough. He was 14 year old. He was 14. The, 
yeah, yeah, and I and see that's even some that's even more shit that is internalized by black people. We call them men and um, these other words other than chill. These were this was a child. child. He was fourteen. He was a, a child. child. He was so a I even have to I even have to check my own like ideology centered around these types yeah. of br- like this brutality that has in been- a situation where a woman yeah. on her deathbed was able That's to say that say. she We're was lying y'all know the story but in case someone out there doesn't know the story let me just run it to y'all really fast so um in 1955 Emmett Till he's from Chicago he went down to Mississippi to visit I think he was his uncle um, and while he was there, a white woman claimed he a woman. whistled at yeah a white a grown, a grown white woman. woman claimed that he whistled at her. In response to her claim, her husband and his half brother went to Emmett Till's uncle's home in the drug middle of the night, the drug him out the house, kidnapped him, took him away, beat him, mutilated him, and shot him before they sunk his body in the Tallahatchie River. And so the spy, oh, let me, I'm getting ahead of myself. The men, they, the men, I think they were bragging about it. They, they were caught, but an all white, all white jury did what they do, right? Yep. Went free. Not guilty. Not guilty. They were acquitted. They were acquitted. And then like two years ago, Karen, Carolyn, I I want to say her name because we need to know her name. Carolyn Bryant is the one that said he whistled at her in 1955. And in like 2017, Carolyn Bryant said she lied. Yep. Which is not uncommon or surprising to anyone that looks like us. No. It's not. Not at all. It's not. Mm -mm. We could have told y'all that in 1955 and y'all asked. Yep. Mm -hmm. She's lying. Absolutely. But she came out and said that she on she was on her deathbed. She, she came death out bed. and said that it was a lie. So basically, you well, we set up that. this young fourteen year old black boy to be murdered by your husband and his half brother on a lie. That's what you did, and you got to live out your long white life and die in your bed. That's what happened, and nobody went to jail because the jury said they didn't do it when they said they did it, and so I. So the question I want to ask y'all is, I mean, it's pretty much the question y'all have been asking, but why, why is it so easy and common for people to disregard like black pain? Like you have people running around right now saying we'll never forget about Pearl Harbor. You have people running around doing remembrances and saying all these things about things that happened in the Holocaust. And I'm not saying that any, any of these things should not be remembered and any of these things should not be commemorated. But, but that why is it so here. easy? Like, right. Why <laughs> is it so easy for, I mean, it's really white America. Why is it so easy for white America to just be like, I mean, that's y'all black ass problems and we don't care. We exactly. think it's fun to, to shoot at the sign. We think it's fun to, to pour acid on the sign. We think I it's fun to throw the sign in the river where this 14-year-old body was so, dragged out. Like, what is wrong with y'all? Ex- Who raised y'all? Imagine exactly. and Anne Frank Memorial being shot up and thrown, having acid thrown on right, it. Like, right, right. You right. know how to and have she's reverence. not even from here. You know um, how to have reverence for things that you <laughs> deem honorable. Yep. But for some reason, even in this whole racist, enlightened society that y'all like to claim we have, this this, what is it? This post-racial society, that's it. In this post-racial society that white people love to claim we've achieved, 
y'all have no basis or regard for things that happen in your own black backyard to black people. But you know what, though? One of the things that I've uh, I, that I'm starting to learn the older I get is that even if y'all are not the same race, still have some respect, still have some type of, you know, humanity or empathy or some shit. This is but like I, you. There is nobody in the South that should not know this damn story. You're sitting there smiling, holding like guns holding guns next to a sign guns. that commemorates they, a child being shot. A child. But they don't respect us. That's yeah, the that, thing. That, they no, don't they don't respect, respect us. It's not even about risk. It's not even as much as respect. Respect to say the least. They don't but view us as people. The most still. Right. exactly. Right. Still, right. We're not right. humans. We're not humans to them. So it's like. These people and these people who are raising children to think this way, they're never going to like us. They're never going to view us as their equal. Um, so it's not about them changing. It's about us changing the way we deal with them. So it's like if we keep giving them energy. And that's why I don't. Um, humans just write attention. humans, bro. <laughs> They're they're monsters. Like they are monsters. Yeah, they're absolutely. here. They're, and it's obvious at this point they're here to torment us. So it's mm-hmm. like that's your role. But, and I'm just gonna let you have that because yeah. my mental health. I'm right. not about to. Be, I'm good. I but you know what though? Have you on. have you ever <laughs> thought about the situation of I'm you bringing that up made me think about like how much hate do you have to have in your heart, or how much does it really bother you? For you to go out of your way, drive to this place, get you some acid, put bullets in your gun just to shoot at like why yeah. does that matter that much That's to an event. you? That's an event. Right. Like <laughs> like I don't do you not have anything else to do? No, I don't. Like, mm-hmm. like I just <laughs> I just like I there's 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 people. nothing. Back to our our fraternity. You know. Oh, Kappa Alpha. Do y'all know anything about Kappa Alpha? I've seen the, no. their house like driving no. around. Okay, so no. when I was in college, I remember campaigning with one of my friends uh, uh, for Homecoming Queen, and the Kappa Alpha house was across the street from school. And I remember like them telling us, "Oh, y'all don't go to the Kappa Alpha house because they're racist." Like mm-hmm. I remember that from college. And so when I heard that these men. We're in Kappa Alpha. I was like, mm, I, I didn't hear about y'all. And so um, the fraternity, now they have been um, suspended from the fraternity. They were suspended from their chapter at Ole Miss. They have not been suspended from Ole Miss because Ole Miss basically said it didn't happen on campus and it wasn't a school event. So what y'all want me to do? Basically. That, I mean, that's basically what Ole Miss said. Mm-hmm. They said I mean, it, I, can't, I can't disagree with yeah, that. Yeah, I mean, they said though. it was horrible and bad. I mean, they said mm-hmm. all the right things you're supposed to say, but right. basically we, we can't do anything about it. But right. the fraternity did uh, suspend them. However, the fraternity, Kappa Alpha, has long been associated with the Old South and Confederate imagery. So y'all know who y'all... Mm. I mean, you know who's going to be drawn to this. The um the group still claims, even though they, they've started to try to put distance between them and their racist roots. They still claim that Robert E. Lee is its spiritual founder. And they will do anything to defend his statue, his monument, his whatever. The spokesperson for Kappa Alpha said that history has nothing to do with what, what these, these three did. Okay, fine. Cool story, bro. Tell it again. <laughs> right. <laughs> the hell? Like, yeah. <laughs> like, 
don't like being gaslit, y'all. Nothing pisses me off more, more than, than being gaslit. Yes, exactly. Don't right. have me at least you're telling me the fucking truth. Don't have me looking at something and tell me that I'm not seeing what I'm seeing. Mm. Like, mm. your fraternity's based in old racist history. Mm-hmm. Three of your members just did some racist shit. And you want to tell me that the racist shit they did had nothing to do with your pre-existing racist roots. How? Right. How does that work? How, Sway? So I'm just waiting on, on little Benny, the one from Baton Rouge. I'm waiting on his, but I have black friend statement to come out soon. Because <laughs> it will. They always do. I can't be racist. I had that one black friend when I went to a basketball. Y'all remember him, right? Stacy Dash. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Y'all, I'm tired. I'm really, really tired. I'm really, really tired. This mm-hmm. doesn't even make any sense. But it's like we we need forums like this just to get through the the week of Emmett Till and uh, Donald Trump and you know all this stuff. Like if we didn't have these conversations, it'd be ten times, right. ten times worse. Yeah, you're internalizing all the BS and like mm-hmm. it's is the whole world gone crazy? <laughs> like yeah. has mm-hmm. everyone lost their mind? Yeah. I don't think I don't think it's going. I think it's just revealed now, and it's like thanks to forty five. You know, everybody's just emboldened. Yeah, just run mm. around doing whatever. Just <laughs> I, mm, I don't understand. I, I really just y'all think Did, this is cool because your president's crazy. Okay. I remember hearing on the radio there was this this white lady who used the N word towards oh, a I table of black women. And then when she got on the camera or something, she was like, I know I know what word I used, and I use it again. Yeah, so, okay, so I read it. I'm trying to remember what oh, happened. Okay. So they were at a restaurant. They were all eating, and I think she, she wanted them to be quiet. She said they were being loud. And she said, basically, she told them to be quiet, but she said it rudely. And, of course, I got the reaction you would expect it to get. And at some point in there, she did call them what she called them. And um, when they later on, when they asked her about it, she said that she understood what it meant, and that was why she said it because that's how they were acting. Oh, bitch! <laughs> I know that's what you she lying. said. That's what she said. And you know what? She did it to the right. And she, and she, and she, she did it all. She has black friends, and she wouldn't use that word for her black mm-mm. friends because her black mm-mm. friends don't mm-mm. act like that. Oh, baby, let me be her black friend real quick. Come here. Stacey Dash is her black friend. Come here. I got several seats for you to sit your ass down in. Mm -hmm. She said her black friends don't act like the rest of them. So her black friends are exempt from being called terrible names by her. Oh, no, no, bitch. (laughs) Two middle fingers to the sky. Real deal on her situation. Like, no, no. Who the? All right. So, a few Julys ago, how clutch would it have been for the Louisiana State Bar Examiners to mistakenly send oh. out what they were planning on testing? That would have been amazing. Man, clutch! <laughs> Come on, bruh! So, let me tell y'all about the good people in, in California. So, the bar exam is this week. It's actually tomorrow. It starts tomorrow. Tomorrow, Wednesday. No. Not for us. But actually, Louisiana took it last week. But in California, yeah, it like, yeah. it's... So t- they have to keep the same one? 
Yeah. I mean, it, I, ain't it too late <laughs> oh to change God. it? Yeah, I mean, they sent this out like Saturday and the test was Tuesday. What were they going to do? What you, yeah. What you going to do at that point? Because <laughs> let me tell you something. I, as, a, as someone who studied for the bar exam, y'all all know, if we had gotten to three days before the test and Louisiana Bro. was like, sorry guys, later, Ooh. we would have rioted. Definitely. <laughs> this definitely. Definitely. Much. We would have flipped something over. Definitely, because I mean, y'all think about how much that test costs, how much a hotel costs to stay in whatever area to take that test, the type of time and stress you don't went through. Bruh, like there were pretty, plenty of times I sat there and cried myself to sleep studying for that sleep crap. Awake. Right. <laughs> yeah, crying. Didn't know why I was crying. Mom said, What's wrong? I don't know. I, don't I just know. can't stop crying. <laughs> I'm emotional and I can't let go. I am trying to get over you. So, inadvertently, they act. So, what they did, they sent it to 16 law school deans. And they, and all they sent, they didn't send anything about what is going to be like the federal part of the test. It's just the state part. Um, and they sent out basically the general subjects. So, question one is about civil procedure. <laughs> question two is about con law. Question three is criminal law and procedure. Question four is a uh, professional responsibility and question five is contracts wait that's it mm -hmm. and so they have an objective memo to write too that that's on evidence so that's what they sent to all the the law school deans and so what they did the only fix they could think of was basically to just send it to everybody so everybody got the email later after they sent it to the 16 deans, they ended up just sending it to everybody that had registered because they didn't know if the deans had shared it with anybody. So after, of course, when the tweet, when it first went out, it was this whole, is it real thing going on? And then this, the California State Bar came out and was like, so yeah, yeah. guys, that's real. Y'all got a freebie. <laughs> that's real. Our bad. Let's see what we're going to do. And so they just sent out the topics to everybody. So everybody knows what to expect for this part of the test. Well, no. This was the time for Kim Kardashian to damn test. Y'all should Exactly. <laughs> like, there is no reason why you shouldn't become an attorney after this after this bar. So, well, how does their scoring go? You know, is that like the only part or something? Well, no. So, you know, well, hold on. Let me let me. They pull have it a up. lot of more. They ha yeah. so yeah, they're on the. So the topics that they gave them, so their test is broken up into two parts. There's a written part and a multiple choice, mo uh, multiple choice part. The written part is Tuesday. The multiple cho choice part is Wednesday. What they have the questions for is the written part. And they don't really have okay. the questions. They just have the topics. That's okay. the written part and not anything for the multiple choice part. So okay. apparently recently, California did the same thing Louisiana did. They changed their whole test. And after that, we all know what happens. Mm -hmm. Bar passage rates go down. And so for the last few years, their their bar passage rates have been on the decline. So I guess we'll see what happens for July 2019. Y'all have a little advanced knowledge of the topics to expect. But isn't California considered one of the hardest the hardest bars? Yep, us, California, and New York. New York. Mm -hmm. But we're the longest. Jeez, don't what? remind me. 21 and a half hours. 21 right. and a half. Like though. literally writing. Yeah, 21 and a half. Oh, yeah. Time. Yeah, there's very little multiple choice on the Louisiana State Bar. The very most you're going to get is what? 10 questions? 
Maybe. And you still got to write an essay for that section mm-hmm. or two or three. You still have to write at least <laughs> two or three essays. And then the last part is usually your 10, your 10 multiple choice, which usually count for no more than how many points? Yeah, you, you're, you basically, Ten? you're going to pass the test in your essays. Yeah, mm-hmm. you can you can write those essays and look at the multiple choice and be like, nah. <laughs> but yeah, Godspeed, everyone taking the bar in California. You got a better Look. shot than everybody else starts out. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Go off. Y'all better become lawyers. Do it. <laughs> okay. Our last story for kitchen table topics. Our last topic. We Somebody talked needs about to hit her in the shins, We talked girl. about it briefly in our group message, but I didn't want to get into too much because I had a feeling we were going to end up here today. And look where we are. So, have y'all heard about Nicole Murphy in this this foolishness? With the situation, let me say this. She's a raggedy bitch. Okay, go ahead. (laughs) Okay, so, well, okay, let me explain what happened in case anyone doesn't know. And then I'll ask my general question. Because I have a general question about this one, too. So, um, if if anyone doesn't know, Nicole Murphy is the ex-wife of comedian... Eddie Murphy. Just mm-hmm. I don't know if anyone. She's still walking that, around here with that man last name, huh? Yes. I mean, they do got five kids, huh? Yes. Okay. I mean, look, if Marjorie Harvey can make her kids who have no Harvey DNA Harveys, she can you do what right. she wants. You right, girl. Because them children are not Harvey, oh, and yet true. they are. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Those are not these kids. <laughs> I never about that. They are not these kids, but they are Harveys. I thought some of them were his, were his children. Not any that she popped out. Not the ones that she brought over. <laughs> oh. not, not the ones she pushed out. Mm-mm. Well, you know, when you get married and if the, like, you can, didn't, so he just adopted them and stuff? Like, how did that work for them? Yeah, that's what I'm like. I, so, yeah. I did, I, so what I heard was that they were, like, oldish when this happened? I really don't know yeah, the story. Yeah, they were old. So they if they were adults, then I guess then they could just, just change their, their name. name. Yeah. And now, I'm, now my last name is Harvey. That's so weird, and I'm sure they have a dad. Like, <laughs> but does, but I mean, in this situation, like, it depends on what level their, I guess, biological dad is. is. Yeah. Uh, them people say, "Look, daddy, you ain't Steve Harvey, and <laughs> you ain't got Steve Harvey, Harvey money, so okay. I'll be a Harvey." <laughs> I won't already have me on my wish list. Okay. Hey. But yeah, so yeah. Nicole Murphy is still a Murphy and all her five kids are Murphy's. Murphy's. Um, so uh, uh, she was photographed. I guess that was last week. It's all happening it so fast. Last week. last week she was photographed with a director, the guy that directed Training Day, Antoine that Equalizer Uqua? too. Uqua? The reason why I said the reason why I said you raggedy is because his wife is the lady from Waiting to Excel that was in that part of the movie. Oh, okay. mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah, that's his wife. Uh, for all you Harlem Knights fans, she was Sunshine. Leela, mm-hmm. Leela, is it? Is Leela? Isn't it? Yes, Leela. Leela, yeah. Mhm. Mhm. Rakan, something like that. Yeah. Yeah, Rakan. So they've been married. Leela and and Antoine have been married since 1999. 20 years. Uh, they have two teenage children, a daughter that's 16 and a son that is 15. And last week, Antoine was photographed in Italy kissing Nicole Murphy. <laughs> well, yeah, Maya, doing all of that. <laughs> So 
when the story initially broke, um, Nicole came out with this trash response talking about they were close oh, family friends that and it was a, a friendly kiss hello. But anyone who saw the pictures was like, no, that's not what that is. Yeah, that's not what that is. <laughs> that's they, not what that they is. Lo- those pictures look like they went on vacation together. Yeah, that's what it looks like. It looks like. And friends. Y'all so, kiss your friends like that? No. What about you? I don't, I, I don't kiss any of my friends in the mouth. Not near one of them. Not, no, not a single, not a single I don't kiss any of my friends on the mouth. I don't understand. And I have friends that I'm very close to. Still not kissing you on the mouth. I'm not kissing you on the mouth. That's just not what this is doing. Still not kissing you on the mouth. Put my lips on your cheek. I'm going to do the little fake cheek to cheek kiss. Like, like, right. just touch your like cheek. my cheek touching your cheek. And That's I just it. Make That's it. I've been known <laughs> to kiss a cheek or two. But I'm not kissing nobody in their mouth. But that, that's yeah. right. Like, what is going on with people, bruh? Uh-uh. Y'all, did y'all okay. see? I don't know if you have this a part of your thing, but just just as trash as her her comment about them being friends, there were trash ass men out there trying oh, to yeah. blame his wife's weight oh my God. for the reason why he was out there with Nicole. So apparently, the yeah. spot they went to is some place that celebrities, the rich and famous, go to when they normally expect there to not be paparazzi. I read that somewhere. So people were basically saying that the reason they were so comfortable being all out in the open, because I mean, the pictures were taken outside. Like, y'all were outside mm-hmm. at a pool. Mm-hmm. Like, having a good but time. But the reason that people were thinking that they were so comfortable doing all of this is because it was in a place that they expected that either people wouldn't pay attention to who they were. Because I mean, mm-hmm. I couldn't have picked Antoine Fuqua out of the yeah. two weeks ago. I could And I mean, and even Nicole Murphy, like, if you say her name, I I can get a visual, all of that. But if I just saw her in the street, I might not recognize right, her. Not even recognize you're not yeah, someone, you're yeah. not someone that I know enough about. I'd be like, oh my right. God, that's Nicole. Like, it's just like, like no, it's not she all not that. it. It's not all of that. Now your ex-husband? Eddie! Right, yeah. yeah. If but, I saw Eddie, I would know that was Eddie. But I'm not going to recognize Nicole just yeah, because, like, true. oh, that's Nicole Murphy. So apparently that people were kind of thinking that they thought that they had enough anonymity and they were in a place that was ducked off enough that this wouldn't happen, but the paparazzi is better than that. So <laughs> all the pictures. So at first she said it was a friendly kiss. And the internet collective was like, girl, what? <laughs> and so then a couple of days later, she came out and just apologized blanketly. And she said that, uh, wait, I want to get the beginning of it. Without going into the entire situation, I want to apologize to my family and to Leela and the Fuqua family for what has for what transpired. It was not my intention to be in this situation. I do not condone women kissing or interacting interacting in any way inappropriately with a married man. I too once was married, and I will never intentionally undermine another woman, despite what has been written. So wait, so this despite what has been written. Y'all, I got the stankest face, bro. <laughs> like the what? despite what has been written. Did y'all catch up? Lisa Ray Shay. Yes, I did. Yes, I did. Yes. Wait, did y'all catch a little brat? Uh, the brat too, since that's a little. Yes, I did. Yes, 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 honey. They came for her. So initially, Lisa Ray was. She tweeted basically. She was like. Nicole, you still going to people husband? <laughs> that, yeah. that, that was the gist of what she tweeted at first, and then I saw a whole like little video 
TMZ caught her walking out of somewhere. And, you know, they put the cameras in their faces real mm-hmm. fast. Uh-huh. And she was talking. I mean, she didn't sound angry. She was like, I mean, it's common knowledge that she messed with my husband in the 90s. Like, everybody knows this. Why are you acting like this, right. is, this is new? So, yeah. now, granted, I didn't know. But I don't follow these people to know. But, yeah, so apparently Nicole has a history of this. So, my, so, so one of the things that was happening, so one of the first things that happened was people were putting out pictures of Leela right now and Leela 20 years ago, which is yeah. just not damn fair, okay? No, it's not. It's, it's not damn fair. It's not. Because I don't look like what I looked in high school, and that was a whole lot less than 20 years ago. Mm-hmm. That's rude. Y'all are rude. Y'all are evil people. And, and so a bunch <laughs> of men were basically, and I, I'm, I'm actually, no, that is an incorrect statement. Not even men. I, some, people, some, some women people, too. Trash ass people. people were saying basically that it was Leela's fault that oh, her husband cheated uh-uh. on her because uh-uh. she's gained weight. Now, the gaining weight thing, she's had two kids. She also suffers from lupus, I read. So all these factors have gone into whatever changes her body has gone through. So you know what is going on. And honestly, even if nothing was going on, your wife being bigger than you would like or bigger than you think, whatever, is not a reason. For you to cheat. It's not a justification for you to go cheating on your wife. It's just not. I mean, you can always get a divorce. Like, always. They're giving those out for free. I mean, like... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you can get those things uncontested, like work it out. If you're not happy, tell your wife, you know? Yeah, yeah I mean, you could have gone. And so after all Bye. this happened, poor Leela, all her social medias went black. Everything yeah. went black. She deactivated because people, everything. People were in her comments telling her that it was her fault because she got fat. Like literally. People are awful. Humans are just trash ass people, bro. Like we're mm. like there are just so many trash ass humans that it is absolutely sickening. For you to sit here and tell this woman who has been married for 20 years that popped out two of his goddamn kids, he has been there with all of her illnesses and her sicknesses and whatever else she has going on, that it's her goddamn fault because she done got bigger? My issue is I, I, I have a problem. Now, granted, you know, they, they're married, so whatever happens behind their marriage, but the fact that I have only heard Nicole apologize. Exactly. That was my next thing. That was exactly. my very next thing. It's not our business at the end of the day. It's really not no, our it's business. Not. It's, it's not. not. You know, but you embarrassed your wife publicly. Yep. You should exactly. at least be able to apologize publicly. And it's like, it's publicly. honestly, honestly, my energy is not for Nicole. Like, it's more for her trash ass husband. That's trash. I have dual energy, but he gets more. He gets gets most of it. He gets more of the energy than she gets. gets, But see, here's the thing. Like, yes, he does get most of the trash ass energy, right? But I, I think my issue, especially with women, like I don't. I guess I don't necessarily have an issue with women who don't know. But I damn sure have an issue with women that know good and that's goddamn well. That's why I have a problem with them that, <laughs> that he was married. Like, yes, he gets more of the trash ass energy than she does, but she gets some of that shit too. Yeah, because you know she got mm-hmm. to. It's one thing if you've been lied to, tricked, whatever. But you how you was a doggone family friend, my girl. So you know the people were married. Family friend for uh-huh. twenty years. Family so friend. So you get some of this. He gets more because he's the one that made the vow and went outside his marriage. Facts. That's point blank easy. Mm-hmm. He gets more of it. But you def get some. And I don't know why he hasn't said I mean, like you said, it's a family thing, yes, but you have embarrassed your wife mm-hmm. publicly. Like And he, you said nothing. Right. Uh-uh. Like he need to do like what 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 Kevin Hart did before before the shit hit the fan. 
Remember that that sorry ass video he he put out that he looked all sad and mopey, looked like he'd been crying for about thirty hours. Yeah. I'm <laughs> sorry for what I've done. I haven't been the best husband that I can be. Blah blah blah. And Not everybody's like, right. And everybody's like, what is he talking about? And then TMZ broke a story or something of the video in a hotel with some other woman. Mm-hmm. You like you need to do some public stuff like damage that. control. Yes, yeah. you do, because at this point. You got more to lose. Yeah, part of me feels like maybe they were separated and we just don't, don't know that know. they're separated. Because it's like, if they're like together, together, I feel like you just said something a long time ago. You know what I mean? I don't know. But I don't know. I don't know. But even if they are separated, I think the fact that Nicole Murphy is labeled as a family friend still makes it yeah, wrong. Yeah, exactly. Right. And she labeled exactly. herself a family friend. Exactly. That's the thing. We didn't we didn't know any of that. You right. told us these you things. You know that you were a family friend. And then you want to know everybody looking at you like, so what do so you know? So what? Yeah. And why you think this is okay? Right. Oh, gosh. Yeah. So that so. was my question. So my question was, who is to blame? Because I'd heard kind of people going back and forth and, why everybody mad at Nicole? He's the I mean, yeah, he is the one. He, he gets more. One. But I don't know why you up here acting like Nicole has no, 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 no guilt in this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're both guilty. Both of you. You can be guilty together. I know who's not to blame. Leela. Leela. Yeah. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. She no. When no. I saw the internet dragging her, I was like, "What's wrong with you?" Like dragging yeah. her. Like, I saw that the little the pictures side by side like so many times. If you got married and looked like this, and now you and look imagine, like this, like what? Imagine your husband cheating on you, and then people calling you fat. Like, yeah, she was probably My in a little thing. bubble in a little hole somewhere, not even thinking about nothing. Right? Because it wasn't. Sudden, it wasn't like it was some big public yeah. blow up. It was like pictures from a paparazzi. So stuff just hit the internet. This lady yeah. at home living her life. Minding her business. <laughs> Drinking her water, minding her business. And here come you Negroes. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Coming into her comments. Except so she got to deal with this shit. Telling her about her husband cheating on her. And I mean, and if, was it, and if it wasn't what? side-by-side pictures like, of her and her 20 years ago, it was a side-by-side picture of her and Nicole. Like, which, why which are you comparing me to this, to this woman? This homewrecker. Mm-hmm. The skank. Now, she did not wreck a home by herself, but you definitely. Yep. It don't matter. It don't matter if it was her way. She had a psychotic breakdown. It don't matter at all. It, mm-hmm. it, he should not have stepped outside his marriage, point blank, period. Yeah, no. Mm-hmm. At that, all. Now I'm with you. So it at don't all. matter. It, I, don't, I don't care. I mean, I don't care what she did. You know, well, I, I say that because, yeah. <laughs> I can't say nothing. Nothing to me warrants cheating on your spouse. Nothing. You have mm-hmm. other right. avenues. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You took that vow for God. Right. You know? Mm-hmm. So, you know, I don't know. He's trash. I, I've never been married, so I don't know nothing. So, Oh, child. <laughs> <laughs> That's another chapter. I, I, think you got the, I, I think you got the general top, the general idea, Maya. <laughs> okay. No. He's trash, no. and Nicole is trash as well. Trash and trash. Okay. A little bit more trash. Hopefully, her, but, you know. Leela divorces the trash and takes half her thing. You think she is though? I don't know, but I want sis, that for her. Sis, she can come out of that. <laughs> I want that. Yeah, I don't know. That's what she's gonna do. But I, I want. I want. Well, you know, I don't know what she's going through. But if this this situation is any small window into what the hell is like being over there with him, yeah, you might want to go. It's something. You might want to yeah. run. It's like. Mm. I'm just mm-hmm. saying, my girl, you could do better. Because in yep. all honesty, 
like you were talking about earlier, I wouldn't have known what he looked like from James or John, right? But I knew Mm-mm. her. But I knew who she was. What exactly. if he what if he been doing this with some randoms that we don't even know who it is, so he never got mm-hmm. caught before? Well, I mean, this ain't his first time cheating, clearly. Can, yeah. Can't be. Right. You don't you, you don't, don't fly to Italy. You don't fly to Italy with your girl yeah. right. on your first go around. On your first go <laughs> around. No. No. Right. no. no if they was walking out be of a Beverly though, Hills if hotel, she then maybe. Oh, no, no, no. I wouldn't be surprised she no, didn't I wouldn't be surprised, surprised either. I, that, no. That is my one for her and my heart like acceptable now. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like, it's and she's like, and she's probably this is probably we don't know the dynamics of their right. relationship, but it's probably something that she's dealt with continuously throughout their relationship. Mm-hmm. But now it's like publicly yeah. exposed. She might it's take Nicole um, Murphy, you know. right? She might take yeah. the um the tiny approach. Did y'all hear tiny? Yeah. Oh, right that oh, oh yeah. Tiny basically girl. said so. I think I she tiny. was talking to he that got girl, money, so I'm gonna let him. That girl from the Breakfast Club, what's her name? I don't listen to that. Who was that? Yeah, I think she was talking to her. And she basically asked her, like, how do you stay strong in your marriage with when you constantly have basically the public telling you that your husband's cheating on you and all this other stuff. And she basically was like, um, I mean, <laughs> he's in the industry and you already know that, that kind of comes with the industry. So, and the people that saying that probably being cheating on and living their worst life. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all ever not understand something so much to where you gotta squint your eyes to understand <laughs> yeah. what they said? This is not verbatim, but this is the gist of what she said. These people uh-huh. out here living their worst life while you're worrying about T.I. cheating on her. She's cool with the money and she understands the industry. And as long as they think they can make it work, she good. Yeah. Yep. That's what she's saying. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. That's that. But you gotta think that's the culture of yeah that's their culture that's their, their, yeah. culture. their culture right I mean, yeah, that's, that's and that's why I'm squinting because it ain't my culture it, it ain't my culture it's not, <laughs> it wouldn't fly it around this part but us, at us all. normal folks over here we live in real 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 normal lives we gonna go, 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 go with the normal culture but how many of us have friends who have been cheated on oh, and stayed with yeah. somebody. And look, yeah. and look, here, here's the thing. I'm not condemning anybody that wants to stay in their relationship right. if somebody cheats. Mm-hmm. But when somebody turns into like a serial cheater, like Ti, then it becomes <laughs> yeah. a, then it becomes a problem. Because that was the part that made Tiny just sound crazy to me. I was like, girl, you didn't catch him once. Ti yeah. is constantly with women. other women. <laughs> at this point, at this point, it's not cheating. You're in a polyamorous relationship. Yes, mm-hmm. you just don't know. Mm-hmm. Like Sis, you, well, yeah, not, just... not even that you don't know about it. You're just not getting to also enjoy yeah. these benefits. It's just for <laughs> <Right>. him. <laughs> you right. got sister wives, and that's just it. Yeah, but you that's remember what, what that is. said. Ti said something like. If if nothing had came to public light, I remember he said it on like Ti and Tiny Family Hustle that if none of this stuff came to light, he said me and Tiny would have had one conversation, and it would have been done, and they would have been about it. But it's you know because we, true. the public, that's true. We because know. we see it's trash, Ti. That's, that's true. But you know what though? You know what though? I I know people who have been in relationships to where their biggest hiccup, the female's biggest hiccup, is being embarrassed more than the yeah. act of cheating. Yeah. Right. Like, yeah. And yeah. so I get what yeah. you're saying. Yeah, you, you can work through something yeah. secretly, but I mean, once yeah. you embarrass me, now, right. now I got to do something. Well, yeah, because I look now, weak if yep. I don't do something. Yep. Now that you didn't show your ass all out in public, yep. now I got to do something. <laughs> right. Well, yeah, I mean, and that's true. But Ti say, I mean, not Ti. Tiny says y'all just miserable. So there's that. Oh. Oh, okay. But I mean, cheating's been going on because Grandpapa used to have mm-hmm. that other family down the street with mm-hmm. the other kids. Yeah, that's going true. On. So that's I mean, true, baby. 
Yeah, that's I mean, not. That's nothing's gonna change I mean, that. Still, Jesus returning is the only thing that's gonna change. <laughs> it's gonna stop that from going on. <laughs> <sighs> the second oh. coming, baby. <laughs> this is a good night. So our Black National Treasure. I know y'all gonna like this. You should you should say it because it'll just be nice. Oh, all I'm gonna you. say is the Black National Treasure is the Brown Skin Girl Challenge, and leave it at that. That's all I got. So Yay. it's been great. Inspired by it's none been other great. Giselle knows Carter. It's oh, been yeah. great oh, seeing all the blacks, the dark skin love <laughs> on the internet. It's made me very happy, regardless of the reason how we got here. It's made me very happy, and so I wanted the Black Nest Treasure this week to be the the Brown Skin Girl Challenge. The challenge that came from the song has made me very happy. I really like. Like I'm here for celebrating us. I really enjoy right. us being celebrated mm-hmm. because it's not something that happens as often as it should. So us just being able to celebrate each other and ourselves authentically and collectively just makes me happy. It just does something yeah. to me. It makes me very excited. That and was... see all the all the smiling faces on those little girls. Like it's like, where was this song when I was right? Right. 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 What the hell? Like you know, people oh. really they really discount how validating it is to see yourself mm-hmm. and people that look like you exactly. and the things that you're watching and doing people really mm-hmm. discount that but it's really important and it really does something to you it does make you feel good and proud mm-hmm. and happy and all yep. these things that black people don't get to feel all the time mm-hmm. yeah so i'm yep. here for it i'm here for Shout the out to girl challenge i really kind of got a little you know emotional when i first yeah i definitely that song. Up. Yeah, yeah it's just like wow well do we have a closing statement? I think I had it, and I've shuffled do. my papers to the point that I don't know what I've done with it. You do have it. Oh. So our closing <laughs> statement for tonight is from Malcolm X. Malcolm said, we are not fighting for integration, nor are we fighting for separation. We are fighting for recognition as human beings. In fact, we are actually fighting for rights that are even greater than civil rights, and that is human rights. Good brother Malcolm. Hello. Good brother Hello. Malcolm. Yes, brother Malcolm. All right. All right. And on that note, Have that's it for us. We'll talk Good to night. y'all later. Bye. Bye. Bye.